as God intended. Let's go. Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is, with the 24-7-365 Talk Radio signal heard worldwide. America Out Loud Talk Radio is now heard in your car, home, office, smartphone, tablets, any device, and the entire platform has been built from the ground up with a great thought and enthusiasm and a vision that stretches far, far into the future. Welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Jana Schmidt, naturopath and herbalist. I have a wonderful show for you today, but first, like I always do, I want to encourage you that no matter what your situation, a strong mind and strong body are really powerful resources. I'm here to help equip and encourage you with the health tools that create and maintain strong minds and strong bodies to keep you grounded and flourishing in this hectic, ever-changing, crazy world. So as you know, each week I share some new health ideas, new health tips with you, and there are things that you can utilize to build strong, healthy lifestyles, and they're easy and practical um, to implement. So let's get right to it because uh, after all, knowledge is power, and now it's time to empower you with some health information for today. But today is extremely special. We have an incredible guest. See if you can guess who it is. I'm just going to start telling you a little about him. See if you can figure out who it is. So he is an investigative journalist. He's a filmmaker. He's a humanitarian that narrows it down a little bit. And I I really love this. Um, This was in his bio. His life as narrative is characterized by the unceasing desire to uncover truth and alleviate suffering. That's just beautiful. I really love that. And that he exudes that. So some of you may already know, but for those of you who are not quite sure yet, here's some more clues. Some of his films include Bible Health Secrets, Autoimmune Secrets, Truth About Cancer. Okay, you can probably guess now, Truth About Vaccines, Natural Medical Secrets, brave, living, courageously, healing, miraculously, and many, many more. And if you don't know, then this is a super treat. And if you do know, it's even more of a treat. Welcome, documentarian, extraordinaire, brilliant young man, and all around incredible person, Jonathan Otto, to Looking for Healing Talk Radio. I'm honored to call Jonathan my friend. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Dr. Schmidt. You You are special. And you know, I've really enjoyed all the times we've had together, Jana. And when you asked me to come on, I just thought, oh, fantastic. That's just going to be so much fun. And so we're just going to have the best yeah. time ever. And I know that people are going to get so many great gems um, because when they're listening to you, they're always going to get good um, truth bombs, wisdom from God, <laughs> and just beautiful insights that can change their life forever. And that's that's the mission that you've had for so long now. And here we are. So I'm looking forward to this. Here we are. Yeah, for sure. So I, I guess I'm the only one in our group of four here that dares to interview the the pro interviewer, right? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> That's awesome. You're the pro interviewer. I like my interviews with you. Like I love them. Oh, um, today we have a really cool topic. And this was something we were talking about. Um, we were just at this amazing uh, retreat. And I are we allowed to talk about that? Is it good? Uh, yeah, to... totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. Totally I think we're like that. free to completely talk about it. It's yeah. a, called Mountains of Hope. And it's uh, just an incredible place for healing um, 
mind, body, and soul. And we're talking about how those people that have a strong faith have stronger, faster, more rapid, solid healing. Yeah. And it's such a cool topic. And, you know, you and I, we know in our hearts and our spirit that the connection with our creator and savior just helps us navigate through life, including healing crisis, right? So, but there are also medical studies that totally prove this, that agree that faith, uh, practicing faith um, enhances individuals' overall well-being, by giving us direction, security, positivity, but it goes much deeper than that. Please share your thought process and your opinions on this topic. Yeah, absolutely. So hold on, let me, oh, can we, we, we come in from there. I'm going to try to settle that one second with the dog. Apologize one second. Right. I remember when I was interviewing for a documentary series called Depression, Anxiety, depression, anxiety, and dementia secrets. And I was interviewing a doctor from the Beautiful Minds Clinic. It was in Northern California, Dr. Daniel Binus. And he was citing a really interesting study around HIV patients with their view of God. And I, it made a lot of sense to me because if you, if you have a broken view of God, or, or a beautiful view of God, it's something that stays with you all the time. It's something you can't run from. Like, let's say if you've got one toxic relationship in your life, when you're away from that, as long as you can kind of get out of thinking about that, perhaps it's not going to be so pervasive and affect your life so much. But with God, it's this is an ever-present, always there uh, fountain that is flowing into you that can just poison your life completely or or bring blessing and hope and healing to your life. And that's what this study that he cited really brought to light, where you know the three different groups of people, one was all HIV AIDS sufferers. So now they are measuring specifically T cell counts to look at how high their immune system was and how this was influenced by their view of God. So firstly, it was uh, the group that were uh, non-believers in any sense. So they were atheistic. Uh, the middle group were, or, or the other group, sorry, would be the group that believed in a vengeful God. So their view of God based on questionnaires and other forms of, of ascertaining that information was that this was um, a, this was certainly the, the predominant view that God was primarily a punisher and avenger. And if they were Bible believing people, which was, I believe to be the case, uh, it, it's just that they had a higher emphasis on that or that that belief was canceling out their belief in a loving God, because there's not really right. many Christians that would say they exclusively believe in a vengeful God, but this can have, uh, these beliefs actually can have a uh, canceling effect, uh, mutual exclusion. So, you know, you can't be loved and hated at the same time. So now if you believe that you're loved and you believe that you're hated, one of those is going to win. And in this case for that group, that, that view of God had won for them. And so it was a, a view of a vengeful God. And then finally, the group that believed in a benevolent God, a merciful God. And I'm sure that they also would have had struggles as well through their life, because it's not always easy to believe in a loving God when you've got a lot of pain and problems and trauma in your life. It's very easy to blame God or believe that God is the source of those problems. But for whatever reason, they had anchored on the merciful, benevolent characteristics of God. What was fascinating about this for anyone also that's listening that would feel that faith universally just has a positive effect, this study showed 
not that in fact so that there was a specific type of faith that was beneficial and a specific type of faith that was detrimental and more detrimental than than you had not believed at all and that wow. was that yeah so that was that the group that fared the worst by far with their t-cell counts was the christian group that believed in a vengeful um punishing view of god that was their most predominant image of god the group that sat in the middle were the atheists that did not believe that there was a god so there's let's just say perhaps some kind of emptiness or void in this space but certainly not a in this case a predominant overarching theme where in their mind they were as harassed by these thoughts whereas the, the first group i just mentioned were they were in this case showing that they were harassed by these thoughts of a so you know a punishing god the the group that believed in the vengeful god like i've worked with some people that they feel like they deserve the illness that they got because oh, of yeah. whatever they did in their in their life and so they they're they feel like it's part of their punishment and i wonder if that's part of part of the reason why that didn't help you know that that type of faith caused detriment rather than oh help. yeah i think you nailed it and you know this better than anyone and that's why you see that and you see that as an issue and you're wanting to help somebody get through that because you don't you, it sounds like you don't believe that and no, the sad no. part about this as well is that some people that get a lot of hope and uh, consolation from the Eastern side of things with the belief of karma. And they would use the belief of karma to say, well, look, you know, people that have got done bad things, they'll have it coming for them. And this is all good. It, you know, it's, it's a good thing, but they don't realize that. What about the dark side of karma? What about the fact that if you're suffering at all, it's because you did something either in this life or especially in a past life. And so you're born with this um, disability because of something you did in a past life. That's horrible. And yes, so yes. then, and these people that have these disabilities get blamed and and hated in society because of this belief. And this is why Jesus was asked, which man sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And then Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents, but that the glory of God should be revealed in him. So Christ came to correct this view so that people would not believe, one, in a punishing God, period, and two, that uh, that you know, th that people suffer just because of things uh, that they've done versus things that others have done or the world that they live in or fact that in the, the, the fact that we live in a world of sin and suffering and death. So this this um, is a really painful journey. So the, the final group was the one that I think that we should all look into and see how we can model was the Christians that believed in a benevolent, loving view of God. That was the most predominant image and they had the highest T-cell count. And so it, it shouldn't be a shock because just think about it, fight or flight, um, these mechanisms, fight, flight, freeze, they are all based on threats when you know, children are exposed to you know, multiple traumas in their life, like the ACEs, the adverse childhood experiences or events. These are the uh, these are the culmination. If you have four or more, you score high in uh, in in areas for chronic disease. And what what happens with that is that these experiences uh, collect together in people's minds often, and they are they they're they're threats. They're like they're either rejection or pain or violence or or divorce, and these are all things that clearly affect somebody and and uh, pertain to negative health come 
outcomes. And so with someone's view in God, it actually can have a similar effect because all the things that you are running from in this life that are painful, um, rejection, because, um, you know, divorce is really uh, the thing that's so painful about that, which is one of the adverse childhood experiences is because it triggers a lot of rejection for the children. If you feel constant rejection from God, that God is sizing you up, looking to see whether he's going to love you and accept you and bring you into heaven or not, that's an ultimate rejection. And so your body is registering this, you're feeling it in your in your core and you're you're never sure if you're good enough whether you'll perform enough for god whether he'll let you in and whether he'll kind of make the decision to keep you or not which if he lets you go at this point that's a late term that's a late term abortion he's he's letting go his child he's and and what i'm saying is that god never lets his children go uh but he gives you the choice and that choice is something that obviously well not obviously but people will 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 often blame god or project onto God the things that we're doing ourselves. So you're reject. What if you're the one that's rejecting God and then you blame God and you imagine that he's rejecting you, but it's actually coming from you because you can only see through the lens of what you are. So right. you're imagining God excluding you, excluding you from the gates of heaven. You're imagining God because of sizing you up. Because our own limitations, up. right? Our own exactly. limitations. To, yeah. Oh, that's where that's someone where else can from. come in and really help. Wow. That's, that's yeah. incredible. You said T cells. I'm thinking those people in the fight or flight or in the fear aren't going to sleep well either. And that's such uh, an important part. Sleep is such an important part. And so they're not going to sleep soundly. They're not going to sleep well. And then that also makes me um, think that's why the T cells were that, those numbers for so, so did so well for the people who were really had strong faith and were calm and were not so great for the others. So. Yes. Oh, that's a good point. You, so these are, these are good meditations. Like, so there's Psalms and different, uh proverbs and and different mm -hmm. passages in the bible that are meditating on on the beauty of god uh, david said one thing have i desired of the lord that i would dwell on or behold the beauty of the lord and inquire into his sanctuary this one thing i have have sought for desired is that i could just behold the beauty of the lord and so beholding the beauty that the the beauty, the beautiful characteristics, the things that are charming and endearing. Like, for example, when somebody, if you if you're cruel to somebody and they're kind to you in return, that that is such a admirable characteristic. It 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 draws this awe and imagination and wonder because how could somebody do something so compassionate when you were cruel to them or somebody else was cruel to them? And these are the things that are showing the beauty of God. And that's why even the cross is when you see the suffering of Christ. It's not people are often dwelling on this on uh god having to kill christ in your place in order to exact the punishment and they're missing what is actually happening here that god is allowing us to do what we would to him and and letting people make their choices and and not restricting the free will of man. And then in doing that, he's showing his love in the midst of the storm of the human soul of everything that is dark and frail, like, and that's um, embarrassing and horrible about our human um, state and the things that we've done and do. And then we see Christ in the midst of that while he's being put to death and only love is being reflected back to us and only compassion, only forgiveness. And, the prayer of Father, forgive them; they don't know what they're doing. Right. Is is other words instead of rejection and hatred, because that's what it is deserving, quote unquote. But it's not what God had determined or what what Christ wanted. He only wanted the um, the healing of even his most uh, most uh, horrific um, torturers. 
and uh, so this is the love of God that's revealed that that heals the heart. And certainly, it did that for me on a personal note. And I, I, I struggled with my faith a lot. And these were the things that really drew me to God and showed me that uh, just the the depths of God's love in a way that made sense to me that I could feel like I could put into my life and bring into really difficult situations in my life, like a failing marriage where, where my wife and I were, were certainly headed for divorce and it just was too painful. We couldn't get through our own trauma individually and a collective trauma together in that relationship. And it just was like all nails and, um, and pain and so much rejection. And we, we just couldn't break free from the programs, things that we'd picked up in childhood Mm -hmm. and things that we had just, you know, not being able to break through these habits or belief structures. And, and then faith inviting God into this area of our life and basically feeling like if I don't search deeper inside of my faith, I'm going to lose everything. And my life is just going to become a train wreck. And it's all, it, it already is headed that direction. And I can just see every negative thing happening. And I, I need more. I need something to help me. And this was, um, this was everything for me. Seeing God in a different light saved my marriage for sure. It saved that's me. Beautiful. My goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, on that beautiful note, we're going to take a short break. Um, I do want to remind everybody that you can find out more about our show on um, you go to americaoutloud.news under our shows, and that all of these shows will go to podcasts typically a day or two after they air. So if you want to share this with someone, please do. You can find them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, so many more, and you can also rate them. But that way you can continue to share this if you um, have friends that want to, uh, you want them to hear it as well. So we'll be right back. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Mm 
Welcome back. This is Dr. Jana Schmidt, your host for today on Looking for Healing Talk Radio on America Out Loud. We're having an amazing discussion with Jonathan Otto. As always, right? I love our discussions. This is about healing, overall wellness, and how it's connected to our prayer life, our our faith, and and what that looks like. I do want to thank um, one of our sponsors, Energetic Health Institute. You guys know I, I'm a big proponent of Energetic Health Institute. It's an amazing school for amazing students. And you can learn more about Energetic Health Institute at energetichealthinstitute.org. You'll learn holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, so much more. You can join the EHI family and make tomorrow amazing. So back to our conversation. You know, I, I find it really, really cool that so many um like studies, even like NIH studies, will like really prove that prayer and and faith make a big difference. And I'm gonna share just a few that I found in this one oh, particular please. I love this. study that different types of prayer, you know, whether you're singing, um, and which is a way, way of praying to or or quietly praying or even praying out loud or praying with each other, have shown result in psychological and biological changes. So in our in our psyche and our physical bodies that are actually um incredibly associated with improved health. And it it can help. Um, here's just some specific ones. So your blood pressure can be balanced, heart rate, uh, cardiorespiration. It can reduce anxiety and pain, enhance self-esteem, balance levels of melatonin and serotonin in the brain. In the brain, that's that's a big one. Um, reduce um, stress and promote positive mood states. These are all things that can happen just through prayer. I, I mean, that connectivity to God and um, petitioning to Him and laying it at His feet makes makes all the difference. And this NIH study just really laid it out. It didn't didn't name a particular type of faith, but it did say that the prayer time and, and quiet meditation had all these benefits overall uh, in comparison to the group that didn't pray at all. Wow. That, what a fantastic yeah. study. I've, I'm familiar with it, but not quite to the level that you are. And that's such an important reflection because uh, it's something that we most people haven't learned to do even people that have grown up as christians they haven't learned to do it and i can explain i think i know why that's the case but uh and and it's all to do with character because mm. there's no point in asking somebody for something if you don't believe that they want to give it to you or that um you know that they are holding something against you and so it, the you know, the thing that's predetermining this is 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 this issue of how people see God. But um if they if if that can get clarified uh to people or if even in the frailty of let's say someone does have some ne- negative views of how of how they see God, but if they're still reaching out and asking for help, it's such a pure act to ask for help and to be humble like that and to to petition. And I just believe that God answers every sincere prayer. And so you can have so much imperfection in your life, so much imperfection in your thoughts and not have a clue on who God actually is or be calling God by the wrong name or be, be, um, be, yeah, have the most kind of erroneous beliefs or whatever. And I'm not even, you know, speaking down to that. I'm saying that whatever the case, and frankly, I admire somebody that has so little in their knowledge or understanding and yet has such great faith. And I've, I've continued to see the effects of that. Um, it's that humility, that openness of heart. And it's very much just like what I believe Jesus spoke about when he said, if you come as a child, then, yes. then that's the, that's the key. And that, it's those that inherit 
the kingdom of God will come as children. And then you think, wow, well, how do I do that? But it's just that there is a Deep trust program, there. Right. Oh, I, I like know, right. You mentioned that you said something about things that have been programmed in yeah. your life caused some of the problems. Um, it was hard to get together, but um, through prayer and, and finding your faith, that broke those programming, broke down those walls. And so I think that many, as the child, like you're not programmed yet, <laughs> but yeah. the world can do that too. They can tell you all kinds of things. And sadly, sadly, many um, organizations are doing it for power and money, mm. yeah, not for you know loving on people and saving souls. So um, it, it's sad. And then of course, the perception, right? You can hear one thing and one person can take it one way, another person can take it another way. So try to break all that down when we're helping people to heal. Try to break break that deep program. And I, I love that you use that word. So that's so, so poignant. Yes. I definitely sure. felt it as well. Like I literally almost felt like my mind was like this kind of machine that was was being um uh deconstructed in a in a in a beautiful way like that it, and it was programmed uh to to basically the the ultimate end of the program was death and wow. it was Whoa. yeah and that the death of everything like for example the death of my marriage the death of um uh, of my relationships for example the things that were hard to break through like you know when you have a disagreement with your parents or something that and then you just part of you just says well like well fine then like cut them off then. And so the death of the relationship, something that's so precious, so tender. And then the program just says, no, sacrifice it, let it go. Instead of there's never a point that I'm going to give up on this. And sure, it doesn't mean that if if I'm in a not, a, not in a positive state and and this is like something wearing me down a lot, it doesn't mean I don't take a step back or take time to myself. But in terms of just detonating a relationship that is really important to you, like like a marriage, like your parents or your siblings or your, some of your best friends that really do have a lot of, of value and beauty that they bring to you, but they maybe said something that offended you and then you just then kill it. These programs that were just kind of just written there that mm. that that they I, I needed help and so the the deconstruction was really beautiful and it was something that the, all this tenderness started to come into my life and and i could then cherish the the small things the 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 beauty of nature and the the serenity of it and i didn't need to be watching like uh, super kind of high graphics movies that have lots of right. action and adventure and all things to kind of bewilder my senses to make me excited mm -hmm. and especially that would play into these themes of punishment and have have characters that needed to be uh dealt with because they would commit some horrible thing and then the whole storylines are, are all bent around that character being punished and the ultimate death mm -hmm. of that character a lot of men are interested in action films a lot of women too but these these films are all built primarily around this storyline and rarely do the characters ever have mercy on the victim uh, or or on the the evildoer and and in the cases where the the character does often still the audience still decide that no the character must die and so they still die through another means but it's not through the character because part of you realizes how dark and how wrong that is and longs for the love and compassion of God. So you see them act, do an act of mercy, but the storyline still caters that they have to die in another way. And these were, these were like basically, you know, me standing in the place of God, executing the sentence against myself through a storyline. 
and giving myself what Freud talked about as psychological projection, where you project what you're thinking onto something else, an exterior victim. And then when you see a circumstance play out, it's as if it's happening to you. So it gives you that mm -hmm. relief. And that's what I was having without me even realizing it. Wow. And once I rewrote the program and let God rewrite this, this story of love over me and that I'm not, I, he's not after me. He's not, he, he doesn't have a bloodlust for me. He's not looking to punish me. He's not looking to take my life. He's not looking to execute lethal judgment against me. He'll, he'll never do this to me. Once I believed that and firmly held on to that, then all of the desire for this dropped. And I could not stop my desire for watching films that had themes of violence of them in them. And, and after this happened, then the next time I even tried to watch something like that, I started weeping for the character that was going to, going to die. Wow. And I wasn't There's okay with it anymore. a true transformation. That was mm. a true transformation. Oh my God. And I didn't really realize that about those types of films. It it's not really my go-to, but I, you know, occasionally we'll see one, sometimes by accident, if you don't yeah. watch the trailer. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't really realize that that's definitely a theme that gets played over and over. And then we it stays in our in our hearts. I used to like not be so happy about not growing up with a TV. So I would when I go to my grandparents, I would watch something, but I like I don't even remember a TV in our house when I was really little, um, but now I'm really thankful. <laughs> really oh, thankful. wow. I, didn't, I only watch things occasionally. Um, and uh, my whole um, come to Jesus moment, I was about five years old. And so that was my that was my walk because it was pretty wow. cool. So um, I was really thankful for that. And that might explain a lot of why I was really healthy too. <laughs> like oh, growing wow. up, living in with hippies and grow our own food. And then also I had, I had Jesus, but they didn't. They didn't know. Oh, it's yeah. funny. I would um, and this is just a personal fun story. Yeah, but uh, I want to hear it. When I was uh, five, I went to uh, church with my grandparents, and I went to the little Bible study Sunday school thing. And the uh, I'm an only child, so I when I heard the um, the Bible study Bible school teacher say, "Well, Jesus is always with you, he, like every, you know wherever you go, and he'll hear you." And I was like, "Wait, what?" So I got a buddy like all the time, and I asked again. I was asking a bunch of questions like it. Sometimes I think like I'm going to see her in heaven and go, oh my goodness, thank you. So, um, and I'm like, well, this is so exciting. So I would literally walk to school and hold my hand out and say, okay, hold my hand. We're going to school and talk to Jesus the whole way. But wow. my parents and like the the hippie commune that I was in, like they they were like, sure, that's great. Like. I would be outside playing and just talking away. And they're like, who are you talking to? I'm, I'm talking to Jesus. I'm like, wow. oh yeah, far out, far out, you know, carry okay. on. They didn't, they didn't um, stop it. They didn't say, they were like, oh, isn't that cute? Like she's got her, you know, her little imaginary friend, which was wow. not imaginary whatsoever. It was real. Um, and re interestingly enough, many of those people, um, actually in their uh, later life uh, got such a deep faith and it just made sense. I mean, they were just such loving, amazing, open people seeking seeking truth, seeking love, and that to see them come into this uh, beautiful, solid Christian walk is really pretty awesome, you know, so later in life. So um, yeah, so that was just a side note. It, something made me think about that, I guess, not being as programmed as a child. Um, certainly mm -hmm. as a teenager and young adult, the world can do lots of things to us and that we have to sort of undo, but uh, the Lord can do that. So, so <laughs> I'm thankful. So I'm true. super thankful. You know, I in some of these studies that you were talking about, people with, um, I, I had people ask me too, like, what if you just have a really good attitude? What if you have like optimism and you're just an optimistic person? And is that going to 
have the same effect. And there was several studies done on people who had like deep, deep faith versus uh, personality traits that were just optimistic. And the optimistic had a slight um, positive effect, but it was really fleeting. It didn't wow. last. Whereas the ones with the solid prayer and that optimistic viewpoint and no fear, that was a really big one, fear and and so much hope, they had long lasting effects, wow. much more so over the people just with the personality traits that were positive. So um, yeah, it, there's, it's, uh, it makes a big difference. Right? It's wow. undeniable that faith plays an important role in our healing. Um, so true. And I've, I've read study after study and, and it's places like Stanford and um, you know all kinds of things on the NIH. Like, it's so undeniable that they're writing about it, but where, where are we teaching this? Right, not very wow. many places actually teach it, and so I love that I'm involved with people to help, like people like you, people like Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Ed Groove, Dr. Henry Ely, um, and and Gold Care. Like we all know wow. the power of prayer and faith, and in fact, when um, Dr. Gold was putting together Gold Care, we have a, a clinical side; those are prescribing doctors, MDs, PAs, uh, DOs, and then we have a holistic sides like me, naturopaths, integrative health practitioners, registered dietitians, but we also have the whole thing has a spirit faith-based covering. So any of our members can get prayer at wow. any point of their healing whatsoever. And we actually encourage it. We have um, some that are just open to the members, you know, every week to come in and pray with each other and and share. And so I I was really, really pleased to see that that was such an important part of, of what I'm working on. So beautiful. I love I'm that. I love that. And on what you were sharing before of why positive thinking or optimism would potentially be outweigh, far outperformed by faith where people believe in, in God and have a relationship with God. Uh, the reason I believe that that would be happening time after time is simply because if you think about this logically, there is a difference between, for example, let's say if I believe that God is just energy, if I turn my light on, that's energy and good luck trying to have a relationship with a light bulb. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and people and and people like when they say it and it's not it's not an insult because i've thought about it too because god is energy as well right and and god is frequency or through frequency and and so these things are are true but like if you take it to simply being inanimate and there is no personality you are a personality you have you are animate you have intelligence now to say that you came from a source that was unintelligent that was purely just force and right. uh properties and mathematics and quantum physics and you came from something that that is ethereal that has no substance and no personality is is a disconnect and and now when you now ha have a relationship with this you're you're seeing yourself through a lens so for example you know you can't see yourself in a vacuum if i feel good about myself it's because i'm seeing myself through eyes that make me feel good about myself and think about it you grew up in a family you had parents your 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 value and this is obviously proven through um sociology and 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 like countless studies where you see that they their children's self-worth, if you want to use that word, is is determined on how their parents feel toward them and how they treat them. And so they're seeing themselves through a lens. Now, 
so that makes sense that you can't actually see yourself in a vacuum and that's the problem. And so now I'm just trying to think positive, but what if I think negative? And this mm -hmm. is a blanket as well. It's like this trampoline falling out of a building. You land on a trampoline that when you think negatively about yourself, God still thinks positively about you. And so you have this, this force that is never ending and mm -hmm. you're, you're getting your heartbeat from somewhere. You're getting your breath from somewhere. And it's called autonomic with, especially with the heartbeat, which is a, similar to the word automatic, meaning that it somehow just does it by itself, but, um, or it's, it's just doing it of its own accord, but no scientist can give you the explanation for where that's coming from and show that that's coming, uh, actually coming from itself. It's coming from somewhere. And that's, that's what the science has indicated completely. So that, and that source where that life is coming from then matters in that relationship that you have with that as imperfect as it may be, but that connection becomes critical. And then the more you come closer towards this utmost love and acceptance and cherishing of you and you get rid of the dark religion that has come through actually the dark ages and through what was instituted through uh, the church of Rome. This is really important because basically most practically all of the major denominations that surfaced out of the Protestant reformation in the 1500s were not able to break free of the same image that they actually had in Rome. And so it had the same the same undertone, the same feeling, which is why the emphasis came off having a direct relationship with God and had to go through mediaries like priests because it was such a foreboding view of God that if you mm -hmm. were to offend God, he would send you to be tortured forever. And he would just exact that penalty for from you for all eternity and cause all manner of suffering and humiliation and rejection for you throughout endless eons and that would never satisfy that wrath that god had for you because of the the offense that you were to him and and this then made people so horrified and they would try to pay their way out of it through penance and and pay the priests and then confess to the priests and try to have some relationship and then the saints as well so then you'd have to have relationships with the saints instead because at right. least they were like human and they i mean humans wouldn't really do such cruel things like that to people and that was the beliefs that really created this view. Um, and and so this is what I'm saying that everyone needs to break free from. And if you look at Revelation, it speaks, as it says, um, the, the harlot of Babylon has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The primarily, the primarily what this is, is the view of God. That is the wrath. Um, that that is being drank it's it's a it's a false view of god that alienates the heart from god that makes mankind at war with god in their hearts either subtly or out overtly and god through christ is is forever trying to heal this to get us out of this wine of babylon uh, so that we can actually truly love god and truly love others and be a part of the solution for this world oh my goodness Wow. I, I, we're going to take a break because I think everybody needs to think about that for just a minute. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. We're, we'll be right back, everybody. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. 
So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. Well, the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's on the iHeart Network. It's also listen on your media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android. Alexa, where we stream 24-7, and now you can also hear them on a podcast with those same apps. The apps are free, and the mission is priceless. So we are going to continue this conversation. We have another segment with uh, the amazing uh, Jonathan Otto, um, and he's just shared so many beautiful things, uh, lots of good things for us to think about and uh, aspire to. So thank you, and thank you for sharing some of your personal walk as well. welcome. Uh, do you have... Um, I definitely want to hear about your projects. I want to hear how I want you to tell everybody how to follow you and watch your films. But before we do that, do you have any particular stories that have stood out to you in your life, like that have been connected with faith and healing, like whether it's someone you know or someone you heard of or somebody in your own family that um, either sped their healing or they were healed instantly? There, do you have any? That oh you yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh cool, uh, thanks. Yeah, of course. One that I've been sharing quite a lot, and it it just ticks so many different boxes of things that can can really help people understand how this process happens, and and how to find healing. I remember when Gloria Charlene, when I met her in February, sorry January of of two thousand and twenty three. So I mean, this is going live right now, so it's like the start of the year this year, and uh, I remember her just being in this chronic state of suffering and. And she did ask herself the question, uh, you know, did I 
have I cut myself off from God? Because people would circulate these stories of, you know, if you take this vaccine, it takes away your the, the God gene or it, it takes away this ability for you to connect mm-hmm. with God. And I certainly believe that there are attempts to do this, but but only in as much as you believe that. So that's the thing. So, and so, so I'm going to, I'm going to say something yeah. really quick. Right yeah, there. I I've heard it. many people say that. And I've heard many people say, Oh yeah, you, you're done for that's the mark, whatever. And, yeah. but I want to remind everybody, and I do this constantly, like on the reawakened tours, I always remember to say that there is no thing, no terrible thing that um, man can do mm-hmm. on this earth that our God can't overcome nothing there's nothing like there's horrible things in this world and god overcomes all of them so there's always hope no matter how bad it looks i just want to remind everybody whether it's your life situation or your financial situation or your healing situation that there's always hope because there's always god so true sorry i'm sorry i didn't interrupt oh no i love that (laughs) share your story i want to hear no we need to break free free from this so gloria uh did something that few people do is ask God about that question. Most people will believe that and never even ask God. It's it's just one prayer away. And so she then asked one day, and this was you know well before I met her, but she just says, God, is it true? Have I cut myself off from you? Is it true? Have I lost it now? And she's just, Aww. but it's a sincere, earnest prayer. Is it true? Is it true? And then all of a sudden, this is the only time it's ever happened to her from, from what she shared with me. She just feels this electrical shock through her body. And it was this confirmation. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I haven't. I haven't lost you. It's almost like she needed some kind of visible sign or something like that, or or audit, audible sign. Sometimes for me, it's just like just like a chill or or, or goosebumps. Um, and these are the things that, oh wow, okay, I'm 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 sensitive to God's spirit or His love or something. It's beautiful. Or 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 just he knows what we need. He knows what exactly. resonates with us, right? Gosh, yeah. that's amazing. And that's the compassion. A beautiful, beautiful story. And then so she she goes through. She has like. She's bleeding for 16 days out of the month, um, so double period. Uh, and so this happens for seven months straight. Uh, the, f- the first induced period happens two hours after her second Pfizer shot. So it's clearly related. She has heart pal- palpitations for that day onward for the next two years. Uh, it doesn't go a day without having these severe heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. So she has to give up doing anything that is going to strain her body. She starts like gaining a lot of weight. And then she she then uh, in February, uh, sorry, January met me. I explained to her some protocols that she could do. And what was interesting about what I shared with her is that it had a lot of emphasis on um on you yourself being your 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 own healer through God and and so then she then thought about it for a month and some of the things I talk about are kind of out of the box and it takes a lot of study and thoughts and to think about it but the thing that she prayed was uh, well the thing that came to her mind was I don't need somebody in a white coat to heal me and and but I God will heal me and he'll do it through me and and then she then begins this therapy that was, you know, at home, was free. And she uses this therapy that the first day she does that therapy is the last day she has the heart palpitations. They never come back. It's been close to a full year now. And uh, her 
menstrual cycle uh, normalized in the period of about two months and she's, she no longer was having painful periods, the migraines, all the other stabbing, throbbing pains, the stroke-like symptoms that were happening, all of those things all in the past. But she lost even like 20 pounds of weight in the first three weeks and wow. she just started just living her best life and she was showing all the signs of regeneration. Her hair was growing really soft, her knees don't crack and pop, which was happening for decades and, and the bottom of her feet aren't chapped. So little things that were showing that her body was completely regenerated rating. And so that really made me excited to see, but look at how the view of God was in there amid, amid that. And sometimes I wonder like, why is it that all these other people that were also severely injured, haven't got that results. And I look at the fact that when we talk, we don't talk about like, aren't we just going to go hang all those guys that did this to us? Aren't we going to just go wrap them up in tar and throw them on an anthill? Aren't we going to go do all this thing? We never talk about that. And then whenever she, she noticed that with, with me, she, she and some of the group, cause I was often staying with some of the vaccine injured people in, in different settings and, and taking time and I was showing them how to do these therapies and things like that and then they were saying we're going to go do this and go do this and we're going to go punish these people and do that and this and and i and i came over to her and it's like all i want is for you guys to heal that's the only thing i want and like and if we could focus there everything else will come to us and you look at all the opportunities and cca ccca um just asked to interview her I've been putting her story out and her story is, and the therapists she used were very far out of the box, but here is a more mainstream uh, uh, care uh, platform that want to air her story because there is an interest and some of the leading doctors have asked me about these therapies because they they are working and showing these this efficacy. So pretty cool. Pretty awesome. And this is one of your, your passion projects right now, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. This, this God-given therapy. Do you want to yeah, share absolutely. a little bit? Okay, sure. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. In a nutshell, this was the the practice of urine therapy, which is an ancient practice. Um, was was certainly the uh, the go to for cancer for even in the last hundred years. Like you look at the British Medical Journal, journal in 1948, where uh, 300 physicians over a 12 year period showed uh, uh, over thousands of laboratory studies and hundreds of human case studies. And what was written in the British Medical Journal journal in 1948 was that um, H11, which is a human urine. Uh, extract injected uh, uh, showed the ability to uh, stop and 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 f stop the progression of malignant tumors and this was one of many of these findings that were that were surfacing through these times um, in 1966 uh, in Atlantic City, the two researchers found that every time they would put human urine together with um, cancer cells, it would cause the cancer cells to align themselves in end-to-end -end straight rows. So it would have, and that's why they called the extract directin. And Dr. Stanislaw Bozinski uh, referred to his as an anti-neoplaston, which is an anti-tumor. Oh, yes. Very familiar. Yeah. And so that was human urine, that was um, animal urine, and he would use these to instruct the cancer to uh, become normal and either normal and healthy cells or to so um, yeah, be able to take it away. Anti-neoplastin therapy, that was urine? Yes, absolutely. That's exactly I what it was. I didn't know that because that's all they would call is the anti-neoplastin therapy. And you know they have the institute and, and all the remarkable healing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Isn't that amazing? amazing? Yes. I something. This is great. <laughs> it's, oh, it, and I'm not exaggerating. It was 
only urine like i mean there's not nothing added to it it was just just urine uh, wow. they would they would do like extraction methods because it, it's basically like the same concept of the antigen where they would try to take extracts so that they would focus on that aspect of the urine so so there's certainly like extractions but it is purely and only from urine and so they're trying to isolate different qualities but if people take it in its entirety then they're getting that and the other things and so what happens if you're isolating to get the antigen, guess what you're isolating out? The stem cells. So you're missing those. So there's more that got discovered because Brzezinski's findings went back to the, the 70s and uh, stem cells in urine got discovered in 2008. So just, wow. just go figure. So they're, they're, there's need for more research. I'm doing some training, actually. I'm training some of the doctors at the Hope for Cancer Center or g going through some, uh, you know, just you know meeting online with them showing them all the studies helping them catch up to speed and so however you want to call that but you know taking them through the information so that they can learn but they'd been doing a type of urine therapy for the past 20 years that's dr tony jimenez they've got um thousands of case studies of uh, cancer patients that are in remission i know that we switched over to cancer here but i mean that's the most aggressive part of the vaccine injuries the turbo cancers, the cancers uh, that that and that's actually uh, where we started okay. talking about mountains of hope, right? Oh, <laughs> right? yes, for healing, right? And I know that you're probably going to be sharing a lot of that this, these therapies with them as well. Oh, yes, you're right about that too. They're super open and excited about that. I mean, you're you're getting a a stem cell source with urine that in every case since they were discovered have never been able to form tumors or teratomas with a stem cell, which is the biggest fear when people do a stem cell therapy. And I mean, it makes sense. Think of like, just draw some dots here. So Dr. Mm -hmm. Bozinski back in the seventies finds that the anti-neoplastons are like anti-tumor. That's like a, a neoplaston is a tumor. So it's an anti-tumor, but then the stem cells can't form tumors. Well, why? Because urine itself is an anti-cancer substance. I would say the most anti-cancer substance we have because it's a filtrate of the blood. It's a plasma ultra filtrate, ultra filtered blood. And it is, it is um, the, the purification of the body that the body is using to give you an antidote to what you are suffering from. And that's where you have a concentration of the, of the antibody-like qualities in the immunoglobulin and in in this or, or you know the various different characteristics because the body is simply printing what looks like a, basically a 3d print of everything that's in your body through a metabolite and metabolites are clearly different to the actual yes. toxins this is the and once you can overcome this belief uh, that there's toxins in the urine because it does seem like they are there. I'll admit that it does look like they're there because they score the same. So if I do a, a heavy metal test, I'll say, look, I've got aluminum and heavy metals and these different mercury in my in my urine. Um, but what it is, it's a different form. And once you can understand that, it's not, and it's a, a metabolite is actually just giving you, it's a water memory. It's It's so much different. It's like homeopathy. It is. It is. It's not the the actual substance. The the right. the, the urine essence is, of right it is Which not the, the problem exactly. And it's not yeah. the elimination method. It's not the excretion method of toxins. And if it were, babies would die in the womb. And that's the thing that people need to anchor back to because you can't be biology. You can't 
you can't outwit that. And you have to explain to me why it's possible that when babies were tested or the umbilical cords were tested for chemicals, they tested for 400, they found 75% of them was like around, um, you know, 250, 280 uh, of the chemicals of only the 400 they're testing. What does that mean? Probably there could be thousands uh, of chemicals in the babies, but why is it that even though they're getting them through the umbilical cord, they urinate and yet that urine is pure for them because they're drinking it every you know, every day, every hour, sometimes between a one and three hour interval, hundreds of right. milliliters per day, they would be infecting themselves. And then when they would excrete again through their urine, they would then reinfect even at high concentrations because right. it would compound the toxins. But the opposite is true. It's the actually opposite. doing the opposite. It's causing them to remove the toxins that they're getting through their body. And it's balancing all this. And it's the way that babies actually survive in actually toxic environments because of the mother's exposure. And that's the miracle, let alone the stem cells that are getting delivered to the baby through the skin. Remember, urea is the most absorbable substance in the world. Uh, it, um, it is the basically the only clinically proven skin moisturizer. And the reason is because your, your urine is actually the delivery mechanism that the stem cells are getting into the baby. People need to look into this because if a stem cell attaches to a stimulus, like a blueprint, it will form that. So if you have stem cells that are attaching to the skin, it's basically when you think about it, it must be the mechanism that a stem cell attaches to a part of the fetus and then says, mm, I think you're, well, you're supposed to be an arm. Okay. And then, oh, you're supposed to be a finger. Okay. And so it's actually building the body from inside and outside through water. And it's interesting. The Bible talks a lot about living water and the river of living water. And it talks about the breath of life, which is also moisture that goes in through the nostrils to form the lungs. Babies form the lungs through the urine, which is known as the amniotic fluid, but is the urine goes through, which has a few other things, but 90, 95% urine goes through the nostrils to form the lungs at the 10 week mark. It looks like a, a total mirror of Genesis too. It's incredible. You said so much in this short period of time. This is really good. People are going to go back and listen and take notes. I do want to make a note that we do have waste that does get excreted, but that's primarily bowel. Yes, so exactly. those things do get excreted through the bowels. Um, so it's totally different. And it, yeah. and I I just want to encourage people read about this, look into it. Don't just discount it. There's a lot of incredible studies behind it. Uh, where would you recommend someone go to like really start learning Ab more about absolutely. it? Absolutely. So urinetherapy.com is Dr. Ed Group and I. So he's he's really helped with a lot of all that to compile a lot of fantastic free resources. So urinetherapy.com and that's that's he and I spearheading that project together. Your Own Perfect Medicine by Martha Christie is kind of regarded as the Bible on yeah. um, on urine therapy. And it's a, an incredible place to start. It gives all those studies I was talking Talking about in regard to cancer, and then there's like a lot of other fantastic books there on the page, and there's sites like that show every every compound that's ever been identified in urine that you can access them all through the, that website. And I just want to make a note for our listeners that um, what we're we're doing is we do as much as we possibly can to help people, and this is a free source. This isn't something that we're you know, going to make a product and make a lot of money on. It's not, that's not where our hearts are. And so yeah. it's so amazing to connect and align with other people who want to help people heal. And we just want to help people heal. That's, that's what we're doing. So offering something that's free and easy. Those are, those are some of my favorite, you know, go outside yeah. and get sunshine, stretch every day. So these are things that everyone can do to a certain degree 
And that's why I love what you're talking about because it comes from the heart of really wanting to help people. Mm. Um, and that's it. That's the primary primary goal we have here. So, so um, true. Thank you. A sincere Billions thank you of for joining us today. Like thank seriously, I'm, I'm really I'm really honored. Um, and we're gonna look forward to um, each day Monday through Friday. Looking for healing radio on America Out Loud dot news, and we're going to continue to grow and learn in the realm of natural health and get all the latest from uh, Jonathan Otto, like little snippets I'll share with you guys as we go along. Um, this is Dr. Jana Schmidt wishing you God's blessings and knowledge, wisdom, and abundant health. Thanks again, Jonathan.